Hello and welcome to the Fearless Man Podcast. This is a show where we talk about everything that God wants us to remember to do as a husband, a father, a friend, a leader, and even a chef in the kitchen. Don't miss it. Share with your friends and I'll see you on the podcast. This is your host, Andy Falco Tinez. Hello, my friend. This is Andy with the Fearless Man podcast coming live from Yorba Linda, California. Well, at least those of you that are watching me on the video, which is Facebook, uh, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Rumble. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, thank you very much. Please subscribe and send to your friends. And we are building up an audience um, like crazy. Actually, it's it's very cool. And uh, we're not even on the network yet. We, uh, we got a couple... Uh, request to be on a, a new network. Uh, I'll be telling you a little bit more about it as time um, uh, as time goes by and I know more about what's happening with that particular thing. But uh, we got the artwork uh, set up. We got some other things set up. We're just waiting for the, the word to uh, pull the trigger. And what, what I'm going to do is uh, the past broadcast will go into the network first. So those will be replayed and then the new ones will begin uh, to begin um, shown to be shown on that network as we move forward and i'll give you more info as far as the name and that kind of stuff and uh so that's been good we've been busy with that um got um some uh, more shows in the mix i'm um, going to be creating some new features and things like that i'm really looking forward to seeing where this goes and it's a it's a lot of fun uh the the most fun for me and i and i shared this i think on the last broadcast is actually doing the research and looking into some of the top topics, and uh, I just love it. And I would encourage any of you, uh, uh, men of God, who uh, just have a calling and are not quite sure uh, what to do, is why not do what I do and broadcast onto your uh, network of uh, social media friends? Well, it doesn't matter if you're using Instagram as your primary source of social media, if it's Rumble or uh, Truth Social or Twitter or what have you. Um, just begin to speak and uh, read something that you happen to uh, come across while you were uh, visiting uh, the Word of God, perhaps in the Bible or uh, something you looked up. Like today, I, I put in uh, the, the the discussion we have today, which is if there's no God, there's no hope, and ran across a couple things, uh, a really cool hymn, um, some quotes that uh, people have spoken of in regard to. The idea that, you know, in our struggles, because God didn't promise that there would not be any struggles. Um, he promised a whole heck of a lot of things, but not that there wouldn't be any struggles. I'm going to get into that a little bit more. I'm going to be reading from an amazing book uh, by um, General, I want to get his title right, Lieutenant General uh, William Boykin. It's called uh, Man to Man. I'll tell you a little bit more about that book in one second. And um, I'll be going to some of my history with um being angry with God and wondering where he was at when troubles were uh, either, you know, either hitting me personally or as a police officer, seeing some of the troubles and difficulties that I saw in the world and where they were happening and who they were happening to, which caused me to struggle with my faith at the time, which was very weak at the time. Um, now, uh, my faith is much stronger and my relationship with, with God is amazing. So, so we're going to get into a little bit about that. And then I got a couple of other things on the agenda. So you want to stick around because uh, you just never know what we're going to end up talking about as they as the God begins to speak. And uh, I get the 
the words from the Holy Spirit to uh, maybe talk about something else uh, that may or may not be related <laughs> to the title. That happens on occasion. Uh, my wife and I do a show called The Living Fearless Devotional. And um, I, <laughs> and I don't know, every so often a squirrel comes into the room and I chase it and I begin to talk about it. And I, I see her looking at me like, what did that have to do <laughs> with anything we were talking about? And, uh, you know, sometimes I don't know, but I just get an idea or maybe a comment that comes in on the screen. So that's another thing. Feel free to comment and let me know what it is that you are hearing from God as I uh, tell you what he's um, uh, suggested I share with you today. And maybe there's something on there that you want to comment about. And I encourage you to comment, at least just to say hi and where you're watching from and um and anything else that's on your heart, uh, just comment and, and share it with all of us. All right. So I want to get into this uh, part, uh, the first part of this discussion today, and that is to read from this book called Man to Man or M to M. And it's from uh, it's, it's written by Lieutenant General um, retired William Boykin. And William Boykin is the former commander of U.S. Army Special Forces and the founding member of the Delta Force, an amazing man. He often speaks at the church that I attend, which is Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills with Pastor Jack Hibbs. And either he is visiting or I'm there for another event that is hosted by Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, whether it's a men conference or a Bring Back America conference of some sort, uh, you know, where Charlie Kirk sometimes is there or um, who else comes? Um, a, a number of other, you know, very popular, uh, Dennis Prager, for instance, uh, and quite often, in, in the mix is um, uh, Lieutenant General William Boykin, who is, in, um, who is there and he uh, comes and speaks. And uh, if you didn't know, he was also in charge of the uh, Black Hawk Down. Uh, if you ever seen the movie Black Hawk Down, he was in charge of that Somalia um, uh, raid or um, incident that occurred in Somalia. And as a matter of fact, what I'm gonna be reading from He's addressing, you know, some of the feelings he had um, at the time that that occurred and the aftermath and some of what he went through. So as usual, I'm going to be reading. That's quite often what I do here on this particular broadcast as I read to you a little bit of, of what I have. So I hope you don't mind. But um, it's 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 great to uh, visit some of these books and for me to share some of the things that I'm reading uh, in my life and um, and then bring into some examples of what's going on or what has gone on in my past where I can relate. And hopefully somewhere in the mix, uh, God will speak to you or you will hear something and say, wow, I, I've had that same feeling or that's where I'm at right now or, or what have you. And, and, or you know somebody that's going through difficult times, like in this case, this is what this discussion is. And maybe something that we talked about today will, will give you just the right thing maybe to share with somebody else or whether you call them personally or say, hey, meet me for breakfast tomorrow morning or meet me tonight uh, somewhere for, for dinner. Um, and you can share with them uh, something that uh, was brought to your attention through this show. All right, so um, I'm going to be reading, and I'm not sure what chapter. I'm going to go ahead and wear my glasses today so I don't mess up. Um, but let's see what chapter we are in, and just in case you do have this book, and maybe you can follow along, but it's a great book. Go ahead and get it. It's called Man to Man. It's by Lieutenant General Retired um, William Boykin, and again, I'll just show you the cover. It's called Man to Man. And I think we're in chapter four and the chapter is called man as a battle buddy. That's a really good chapter and a good thing to remember. And as we go into the chapter a little bit, you'll come across a, a, an area that's titled, if there's no God, there's no hope. 
And I got a couple pages I'm going to read you here, but it's double space, so it won't be that long. Uh, but I think it, it really it will really start off this discussion in a way I think that's really important, to, especially when you hear what he went through and what he felt in the aftermath of the, the Black Hawk Down incident. So it says here, in Mogadishu, Somalia, 15 of my men were killed in an 18-hour, 18-hour, wow, firefight represented in the movie Black Hawk Down. Needless to say, I prayed for a different and far better outcome. When I saw the mingled bodies of those men returning to our base, it broke me spiritually. That night, after we recovered all but two of the, our dead and saw our wounded evacuated, I sat down on my bunk to have a serious discussion with God. My anger toward him was real and powerful. God, where are you? Didn't you care? I asked as my tears began to flow. How could you let this happen? My anger grew as the feeling um, feeling that God let me down intensified. Where were you, God? A rogue thought came into my mind immediately. There is no God. If there is no God, if there was a God, this wouldn't have happened. So that's what he said to himself that night is there is no God. And so really, that is that is uh, quite a statement from this uh, very godly man. If you read the book, he talks about his relationship with God and for him to get to that point. And again, if you've seen the movie, you could almost kind of get the idea of why and, and how he felt that way and what it what brought him to have this belief. But uh, again, I'm just going to read what he said to himself uh, in, in this moment. And that is, there is no God. If there was a God, this wouldn't happen. I have had that same conversation. And I probably said that same thing out loud in my patrol car there at Anaheim Police Department. He goes on to say, we all have a tendency to think that way. We don't believe our prayers got past the ceiling. We imagine God has better things to do. Most of the time, we need to stop fretting and complaining and listen for the, God's, for the Lord's voice. Of course, eventually... He'll give us guidance and direction, but his wisdom may not be the first thing that comes into our minds. We search our souls. Am I really doing what you've called me to do, or are you ignoring me because I am somehow outside of your will? That's a hard thing to resolve because a man wants to do what a man wants to do. I know I do. I think my struggle in Mogadishu had a lot to do with his will versus my will. Sometimes God doesn't give us success or victory as we want because he has something else in mind for us. And sometimes for reasons we may never understand, there's just no happy ending. That night when I angrily said, there's no God, I immediately heard a still small voice. If there's no God, there's no hope. If there's no God, there's no hope. I knew his spirit was speaking to me. I began to weep and to repent. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I denied you. I felt like Peter. He walked with Jesus for three and a half years, watching him perform incredible miracles. And then after sitting for 90 minutes by a fire with a hostile crowd around him, he somehow managed to deny his Lord three times and even cursed. But then in the book of Acts, we read the report of how Peter went on to preach a sermon that brought 3,000 people into Jesus' kingdom. The spiritual kingdom, he promised to everyone who would follow him. What happened? Well, Peter repented. And later, after his resurrection, Jesus graciously restored Peter into his service. Yet even that didn't happen overnight. I'm like most guys who want to see my prayers answered. 
right now, right now, to see success right away. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. We have to be persistent. He's told us not to give up. We should never surrender except to him. So I'm going to go ahead and stop right there. There's more to read in that chapter, but that's very powerful, right? I mean, that, that really is, that is everything that you need to know that in your relationship with your Lord, with your father, with God, with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus Christ, that there are going to be those times where you think because you are in your flesh based on what it is that you are going through, the difficulties you're going through, or the difficulties you see somebody you love going through, that you're going to have this moment of anger and despair and and wonder whether God even exists or he, if he knows you exist or if you've somehow upset him and that type of thing. And, and, I, and I surely have felt that way. And in my career, my 21 career, 21 year career at Anaheim Police Department, you can imagine being a police officer that when we're called to all these different types of calls, whether it's domestic violence or murders, drive-by shootings, um, just random acts of violence, that you can get to a place where you just call after call. We can go from anywhere to 15 to 35 to 45 calls a night. And every call is different. Every call on a Friday night or Saturday night can be one of, of some type of disaster where somebody is injured or killed or molested or sexually attacked. And you go to one after another and it wears you down. I mean, you, you really got to think when I, when I read that story, I also think about the 18 men who lost their lives and the numerous other men in that particular attack in Somalia that General Boykin discussed that, well, what about them? What are they going through? What did, it, what, what did they do? And you begin to wonder, like, God, what did that person, that guy, I know that, I know that man that, that died on the battlefield. I know how he loves you. I know how he loves his family. I know that he has three young kids. Why did you take him? And you and you and so you're looking at what that person went through, and then you're looking at what it is that you're seeing, and why is it you survived, and you get a little bit of survivor's guilt, and this really works on your head. And, and I'll go back to now my um, time in the police department that my faith was weak. What what General Boykin is talking about in this particular part of the story, again, you have to understand that he is a strong man of faith at the time that he's doubting god's existence and whether or not god loves him and if there was a god why would this happen and me and when i was in the police department i was very at times i was not faithful i was not in a place and and to me where i was coming from it was almost proving to this to me at the time who the, who i was a, a, as a man at the time that i was being proven right right boykin general boykin was was struggling with a faith that was really strong and was having difficulty. I was a man who was being proven right because I did not have that strong relationship with God. Both are, are, are places the way, where all of us can be. So you may be a godly man who's had a strong faith and now you perhaps have cancer or one of your children perhaps is struggling through something and they're having difficulty with some type of illness or um, depression or anxiety or what have you, 
Or you can be a, a man like me who, you know what, I'm going to listen to this Andy dude. I'm not sure what he's going to talk about, but, um, you know, I really don't believe in God and I'm constantly proving that God doesn't exist. So either one of those, this podcast is for you. <laughs> what I'm, I'm discussing with you is so important uh, to understand and to, um, to have peace with that. First of all, God did not promise that there would not be difficulties. As a matter of fact, sin is, is the nearly the first thing that happened after he created this earth. And with Adam and Eve, it was, it was very short thereafter <laughs> that sin immediately hit this earth, right? You had Eve, and I'm, if I say right one more time, I'm gonna, somebody please punch me in the face. Um, Eve was tempted by Satan to take a bite of the apple from the from the the tree of life and he told her that if you do that you you could be a god and so sin already began with that weakness it got worse when adam did not stop her number one and he decided to turn his back on god and decided to follow eve in her sin which was even worse so you had her sin, and then on top of it, you had his sin of denial of God for a chick, essentially. And, and so that's that. And so what you are feeling, what you are going through, to um, not take it lightly as I'm as I'm telling you the story, but that's 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 how common or 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 you know how every man can go through these struggles, even a man that was created by God directly from the mud and dirt, um, who gave um, reality to there being a woman through, you know, God taking one of his ribs, and you can be that close to God and still deny him. Then this is how through, you know, thousands of years, hundreds in, in, of years or so, and, you know, maybe a few thousand years, is that then Jesus has to come to save us from our sin. And, and, and then, you know, the rest of that story. And that's not what this podcast is about, particularly. It's about how we can either have, a, have faith with God and then wonder if he actually still exists and be angry at him, or you're struggling with a faith or even, uh, you know, maybe even be an atheist at the, right now as you're watching this, or you're just have not been to church in a long time and you're saying, see, you know, um, what I'm going through is difficult and there, there obviously cannot be a God. And so um, we're, you know, I'm just not going to, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to build this relationship because uh, if he's allowing these things to happen, then, you know, obviously he's a hateful God or angry or, you know, I'm not worth it or that person's not worth it. And then, so I don't like God and I'm, and I don't believe he exists and I don't believe he could, he has actually the power of changing things or making things better, which is all not true. It's all hogwash because God never promised there that there wouldn't be any struggles. Okay. Let me read from Proverbs. Um, and I'm going to bring it up, up on the screen. Proverbs um, three, five through six. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So what's important to understand from this proverb, from this, and there's other, uh, obviously there's other uh, parts of the Bible, other um, books of the Bible with scripture in it that, that discusses how this is, this is about you and your faith and your trust in the Lord 
and and understanding that he loves you in spite of things happening around you that are difficult. But in the end, what you must do is you must trust in the Lord with all your heart, regardless of what's happening and not lean on your own understanding because your own understanding is too limited that you don't understand. You'll never understand. You may not understand what why this is happening until you are with him in heaven where it all all the answers may uh, be presented to us. And then we'll go, oh, that's why you allowed that to happen. That's why you didn't intervene. That's why blah, blah, blah. And you can go on and fill in the blank. And, and so that is the first thing to understand, that in all your faith, in all your heart, you must trust in the Lord and not lean on our, our, our limited um, abilities to understand something of God which God is so huge, his, his, his world is so beyond what it is we can understand. So there's no way we could understand it. And then in all our ways, submit to him and he will make our path straight. The next thing we learned from General Boykin's um, book here in the chapter I just read is that in the end, when you do have these struggles, when you do have these weaknesses and you get angry at him is that and you cuss him, is that you then must realize it and when you realize that you must repent and tell God you are sorry, tell God, you know what? I, I went to my flesh. Uh, your ways are, are, are way more important, way beyond what it is that I can understand. And I will trust in you, Lord, and please forgive me and repent. So when I go through my life and the struggles I had as a police officer and the times that I said the very same thing, that there cannot be a God. As a sex crimes detective, I was investigating sex crimes, molestations that were happening in the church. Uh, it was, it, it, there was one in a Christian church, I remember, in particular one in the Catholic church, um, and there were others um, that were occurring. That I, I would say, I remember at the time saying, there's no way. Why would God let this happen? Especially would, why would he let this happen in his church? Well, because number one, it's just a building, and in that building there are flawed, sinful people in that building. God does not necessarily... Um, let it happen, but it does happen because our world is corrupted by sin and horrible, horrible things. And so these things are going to happen. God doesn't cause them to happen. In some cases, he will, he sees them happening and allows them to happen for, again, reasons we will never know. Um, but his way is always better than the way that that our ways are in any way that we can understand. It's a tough one and it is a hard one, but it's when your faith grows that you go to him for um, his love. You go to him for strength to get through it. Uh, let me go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and get rid of this really quick. Hold on. I'm going to stop that. And I'm going to bring on a couple things that I think are, cool. And there, there's just some cool sayings that I think that are important uh, that we bring up. And I'm going to bring it up to the screen here so you can see it. And I'll get my picture out of there. And it's a, a couple of them say, God, when I'm hurting, heal my pain. So God will heal your pain. God will be there for you um, and will help you with his words of wisdom, with his words of, of support and with um uh, you know, if you have worship or a time with prayer and meditation, 
So this is one thing you can say to him, and that is, God, when I'm hurting, heal my pain. When I doubt you, show me the way. Let me know that your strength is my strength. Help me to walk today in peace and understanding and love. Another great one is the pain you feel today is the strength you will feel tomorrow. Another one is never apologize for how much love you have to give. Just feel sorry for those who didn't want any of it. <laughs> and then uh, a couple more, uh, no matter how much it hurts now, someday you will look back and realize your struggles changed your life for the better. Yes. Yes. I'm going to get into that one second in one second. And then this one more I'm going to leave you with is the, at least as far as these are concerned, the pain of self-discipline will never be as great as the pain of regret. Wow. So good. All right. So I, for the 21 years of law enforcement, I, I did go to church from time to time. I, I, I did um, uh, spend time in, in, in Bible studies and that kind of stuff. But my relationship with God, um, I, I look back now, never really got any closer because I was I was in this constant struggle of, of believing his word, believing that the Bible was um, true that, you know, many of the things that are written in the Bible were maybe good stories, but not really, you know, they're really good stories and they really help, you know, maybe teach somebody about what he's trying to say. But really, a man was in a fish, really, three men were in a fire, and then a fourth man was standing next to him, Jesus, quite possibly, really, that happened. Uh, and I would constantly struggle with whether those things were true. But, but as I was going through those, my struggles were greater. Um, in many ways, not that they were worse. Now, I know that doesn't sound like it makes any sense. Um, my struggles were greater, but they weren't any worse in the sense that they were, at the time they were happening, but I was not in a place where I could understand them. And then I was being so angry all the time. I was being angry to the people that I loved. I was being angry at God. I was angry at the church and then I would go to church and, you know, maybe feel better for a couple of minutes, but then I would go, you know, outside the parking lot of the church or outside the building. And then I would go right back to being angry. And so I was not able to get out of this, um, uh, you know, this, the snowball effect where it just began to get worse and worse and worse. My relationship was getting further from God because I, I continued to pile on to my disbelief and my, and my, my relationship with God was, was struggling and getting worse much like all my relationships. But then came the day where I am not sure exactly what was happening, but I was a single dad for at that point, probably about six years, five to six years, something like that. Um, I tried a couple of relationships that weren't working out, you know, earthly relationships with women, and they weren't quite working out the way that I wanted them. I thought one for sure was going to, and then it didn't. And another one, I thought I met her, I, since I met her at church, I thought, you know, this, I'll, I'll wait for her because she was going through something at the time. And I waited for a very long time and that didn't work out. Um, even though we had met for a couple of times and thought, you know, well, at least we're meeting, maybe something good. And, and then that didn't work out. And I, I, it was a point where I came to realize that, you know what? There's something I heard at a, in a sermon, or maybe I was listening to a, a message online or reading a particular book, but I, I heard of this concept of repenting, <laughs> whatever it was, whatever it was that caused me to go to my knees and to tell God that all these years I've been fighting it. 
All these years, I've been blaming you. All these years, I've been cussing you. All these years, I've never stopped believing in you, God, but I sure was mad at you. And I sure did hate you from time to time. And I said, but now I just want to tell you that I'm sorry. I want to tell you that I'm going to leave it in your hands from this point on. And I want you to guide me. And this is where things get really interesting because based on what General Boykin said in the part of the book that I just read you about what happened in Somalia and the death that he experienced in Black Hawk Down and the the men that were killed and, and how he felt is that he got to the point of repentance. And I, and I, I can tell you that I probably even struggle with what really true repentance means, but it means to simply say, God, I am sorry. <laughs> I've been wrong. I've been in my flesh. You are God. I lay it at your feet and I want to hear from you and I want to be um, one with you and I want you to dwell inside me. That essentially is repentance as I understand it. If anybody, um, you know, that's watching live right now has um, any other ideas or maybe feel that I'm wrong, please feel free to comment. Let me know what you think. But I I remember that happening. I remember it happening. I just don't remember exactly what happened coming into that situation where I finally fell to my knees and said, got to hand it to you. Because it wasn't long after that. I can't remember how many weeks after, but I ended up going to Salt Lake City, Utah uh, to a a conference for a company that I was doing business with. And it was a three-day conference. And on Sunday, unrelated to the conference, but still with the people that attended the conference, they said, you know what? We're going to hold a service on Sunday. It's not required. You don't have to be there. It's just that there's many believers here. And this is what we like to do in this conference room in a Marriott in Salt Lake City, Utah. And it held maybe 150 people and probably 75 people showed up and they had worship. They had a guitar player and a singer. Um, and the uh, one of the, there were three people that were essentially were presenting or given a message. They weren't, they're not pastors, but they are very, um, very well prepared for giving messages and talking about Jesus and, and, and leading a worship like we were having. And at one point, the lead man, Rick is his name, um, while the music was playing in the background, just, you know, you know, the guitar was playing in the background. I remember the hearing the music. I remember the feeling in the room and it began to get very thick with Holy Spirit in that room. And it was so interesting. I never felt it before. I am a very skeptical, skeptical person. I have seen all the people, the healers on television. And I just look at that like that's such nonsense. I've, I've experienced some other things as a police officer when it comes to people that you know claim to have powers and all that kind of stuff. I'm a huge fan of Houdini. I was a magician growing up. Uh, as a kid and studied Houdini, who was debunking anybody who said that they talked to spirits and that kind of stuff. So I have a long history of not believing um, the spiritual realm, so to speak, or things that you that cannot be explained through science. I have very I have a long history, decades at the time. So at the time, I'm about 55 years old when this is all happening. Uh, I'm 60 now. So it's about five years ago, somewhere in that area, four or five years ago. And he says, close your eyes. Remember, the music's playing. 
it feels different in the room. Something's happening. I'm not sure what it is. I'm sitting next to people, um, people that I, I kind of know through the business that I'm in. One girl, uh, she's probably in her late 20s, early 30s, somewhere around that range. I've gotten to know her just because there's groups of people that kind of get together. You've been to these business conferences at a, at a large conference room, uh, MLM, uh, multi-level marketing type of stuff. And um, very sweet person, very nice, good to get to know. But, you know, just a normal person. And, I, and I, again, I, I'd gotten to know her for three days. The other person I've known for a couple other conferences that we had attended together. So there's people around me that I know. This is important to understand, really, truly important to understand. Because there I was, he says, close your eyes. <clears throat> and if, 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 if this, if you see him, <clears throat> if you see Jesus, I want you to, I want you to be able to see, I want you to invite him in. I want you to invite him in to your life. I want you to invite him to dwell inside you. I, and I want you to, to look for him, look for, look for, and, and I, <laughs> And sometimes again, I'm trying not to get emotional my very best because this is all, obviously the fearless man show. You know, you know, the one thing I don't want to get is emotional on the show. Um, but he appeared to me as I stood there awake, not in a trance, not asleep, not in a dream, in a room in the middle of the afternoon. And Jesus appeared to me standing in front of me. My eyes are closed, but he's standing in front of me. And I reach out and I can feel something of what feels like a face. To this day, I cannot tell you what he looked like. I could just tell you that he was there and he was present. And it, it fe I felt it all through my body. I felt his presence through my body. And I've never been the same since. And I got to tell you, it came after a clear, distinct time of repentance asking for his forgiveness for all the years I denied him, all the years I said that I hated him, all the years that I said that he didn't exist because if he existed, these things wouldn't happen. And it, it, it came after a clear time of repentance and asking him to please forgive me and to come into my life and guide me. And, and I want to follow him. Not that if you show yourself, I will. And there was no um, arrangement. There was no, um, if you do this, then I will do that. It was just saying, I forgive, please forgive me. I want to have a relationship with you. And I, I just, I want to have, I want to have time with you and I want to be led by you. And again, remember there was no, maybe for the first time in my life, say, Hey, if you show up today and show me this thing, then I'm going to spend more time with you. I'm going to begin to read the Bible. If you do this, then I'm going to, no, that's not what I say. It was that I, 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 I asked for your forgiveness. I believe in you. I have faith in you and I love you. And I want to be guided by you. And I want you to dwell inside me. And it wasn't long after that. I, again, I, 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 I want to say that it was about a week and a half or somewhere in that area. That's what I'm remembering. Um, and then there I was at a moment where it all, it all happened. So why do I tell you about the people around me is because the people around me, it, something different happened to them. What happened to them, the lady in particularly the next to me, she appeared to be filled with demonic, um, a demonic spirit. Again, this is a lady I just spent time with, three days with. She never let on that she was an actress. She never let on that she was going to um, that she had the struggles with Satan. She never, she was a sweet, 
20, 30 something woman who was from, I don't know, San Diego, something like, I don't know where she was from, but she fell to the ground, sweaty, drooling, eyes rolling back into her head. And it went on for at least an hour, if not longer. And a number of other people in the room, other people that I've known for years that there was no reason for this, that to, for them just to fake it is what I'm trying to tell you. There was nothing to gain because this was unrelated to the conference. They, these are people that didn't know one another in the sense that we lived in the same towns together, that, you know, that there was something they were going to get out of it. There was no reason. And what happened to her body was so, I'm a police officer, 21 years. I've seen a lot. I've never seen that. Did, did, um, she uh, didn't care that even though she was wearing clothes that when she moved a certain way, certain things would happen. In other words, she would expose certain parts of her body and that kind of stuff. Of course, people would cover up right away. But do you understand what I'm telling you? There were things happening to her that based on what I knew about her at the time, and I, I've never seen her since, number number two, <laughs> but there was not there was nothing to show or or give me the inclination that was she was faking it or she was putting on an act because what was happening to her and what she was doing was just not there there was no way that it was fake or she was putting it on or allowing these things even i've seen people who fake stuff but yet women will will cover themselves up or hold their top clothes or do she Listen, she did none of that. And she was moaning and groaning and growling and stuff was coming out of her, you know, out of, out of her nose and her, and her mouth drooling. And, and she was saying nonsense and it was crazy. So get this. Uh, I was seeing Jesus. The lady next to me falls to the ground and is uh, obviously being taken over by demonic spirits. And she, and again, five or six other people, the same thing. And these other people jumped into action, were praying over them, hands were being laid on people, and they were trying to, again, keep their clothes on and, you know, and, you know at least keeping them covered and that kind of stuff. And this went on for a very, very long time. It, it's, essentially, it went to worship, went to see Jesus, and then everything from that point on was chaos. Other people were saying, wow, this is crazy. And, and why do I tell you that story? It, it's because I want you to tell you that when you repent, when you hand your life over to God, when you share, um, um, uh, you know, your your message, your testimony with other people, I, I'm, I, I want to tell you that the idea that God does not exist will begin to go away. When you see struggles, and again, if you heard me earlier, and if I can remember exactly what I said, is that uh, the struggles that I were going was going through at the time were immense and intense, but they were difficult times when I was going through those struggles. Now, when I go with struggles, go through struggles, and I still have struggles. I had cancer. I had COVID so badly that I was in the hospital for a week. My my children, my young children, were left alone in the house for six days, where I had to call upon people to take care of them while I was in the hospital. Um, we've had a number of other things happen. But the struggles are different when you have a relationship with God, is that they often bring you closer to God. It's, it's no longer that when I was in my struggles prior to my asking for forgiveness and my repentance, 
that my struggles got worse and I got worse. I got sicker. I got uh, more angry. I had more troubles in, in other areas of my relationships. I had more troubles related to the beginning of my struggles. Now, with God, when I have troubles, I go to God and I get closer to God. And my relationships quite often get stronger, even during the difficult times. Do you see the difference? That's why this is so important. And I'm, I'm hoping this is all making sense is that you have to understand if, if you think that there's no God, then there's no hope. All right. So prior to my repentance, there was no God and there was no hope. After my repentance and God came, comes to me, God comes into me and my relationship with God. Now I have hope, whether it's hope that I will be healed. That's also one thing. I also have hope that if he decides to take me, that I will be in heaven with Jesus Christ and my children will be, and my wife will be taken care of. That that's my hope. It's, it's a completely different way of thinking. And it's so darn important for you to understand what it means to have the relationship with God and to repent when it is that you follow your sinful self, when you follow the old man, when you curse God, because for a, in a moment of weakness, you think that God does not care about you or is not strong enough to overcome whatever it is that you're, that you're going through in life. Do you see that there is two different places to be? General Boykin in his, in his book clearly talked about it from a godly man perspective that even him, and again, Somalia, Black Hawk Down, 18 of his men died. You can see, you can almost understand how a godly man could have a moment of weakness. But in that moment of weakness, and it was pretty quickly after that moment of weakness that he asked for forgiveness and repented from his sin of doubting God's existence. Where again, now from my perspective, where I was not a godly man, that at some point that if you want to have a relationship with God, you have to repent for decades, <laughs> decades of sin, decades of non-belief, decades of, of no faith and, and repent and ask for his forgiveness and just tell him, listen, I want you to dwell inside me and I want your power and your love and your grace to dwell inside me forever and ever. Amen. All right. So you, you want to make sure that that happens. Let's see. I got a comment coming up here. Uh, Jan French says, what an incredible experience, Andy. Life changing for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Jan French is a great friend um, of our of our show, the uh, fearless, uh, living fearless devotional that we do. Um, but uh, again, I don't mind women watching the fearless man show. I love it. <laughs> It actually makes my day. And um, if you I don't care if you're a man or a woman, if you could share and um, subscribe uh, wherever you're watching this and ask to be um, alerted whenever this comes on, because you never know uh, if you're a woman and you and you see this, that you may have a man in your life that just needs to hear this particular message that God has given me to share with you today. Um, one of um, one thing I want to share. So there was one other thing I wanted to share before I leave this broadcast. And that is the last broadcast, the last episode of this podcast where I talked about uh, the, the need for men to prayer, that we sometimes are, um, you know, that I, I, I called it the Home Depot syndrome, that we avoid asking for help and we avoid asking for guidance um, at Home Depot. At, where's the hammer aisle? I don't know. I can't find it. Um, and so we, that's just kind of in our nature. That that's where I think we struggle with prayer, that we think of prayer as asking 
for something that we think that we should be able to solve ourselves. Uh, as I have learned, um, in, in particular from my wife in particular, who is a great warrior who prayers often and has taught me so much in addition to the other, um, you know, the people in my life, including Pastor Jack Hibbs, that it often talks about prayer, that, that even the simplest things, um, you need to go to prayer. And the, the other night, yesterday, we had a, had, a, had a choice to make. And one of the last things that I thought about was was praying about it and uh my wife Hedy, she she's she looks at me and just says well let's ask god <laughs> and, and it's like I, I i still you know laugh at the like well that's so obvious it's like it, you know you're you're hungry and you're thinking where would i look for food in the house and you know somebody says the refrigerator go, oh yeah that's how obvious that asking for prayer is for even like having this choice of what it is that we were going to do um, we had two choices, two things to do at the very same time. One thing that we do on a regular basis, another thing that we've never done before, but there was a reason why um, that quite possibly God may want us to do that. And we, we prayed um, and, I, and I, want, I just want, and I hope she doesn't mind if I share this, but there was, <laughs> as she walked into the room, now I feel under pressure, is that the funny thing that she said to me is that when she prayed, what she heard from God was that do whatever your husband wants to do. And I, and I thought, <laughs> you know, it's one of those times that you want to go, God, you know, why? <laughs> I was hoping God would take off the pressure and give her the answer. And then I go, oh, well, God, obviously you spoke to you and now we have to do it. Um, but it was, a, it was a great way of God uh, speaking through what he talked to her about um, what to say to me that just showed me again that as... Um, her husband, as the, the man of the house, is that um, God wants me to, um, to listen for his voice, to, to be one with him, to, to, to pray for his guidance, to listen for his still quiet voice sometimes, and then to be bold enough um, to, to hear it and to do it, not to hear it and then go, um, I still want to do this other thing. <laughs> <laughs> I still want to do X, even though God, you know, clearly told me to do Y. Um, and, and so I, you know, when I, my eyes were closed and, and praying to God, I, I heard do the thing that we don't, we've never done before uh, because there's, there's a reason why you need to be there. And there's a reason why we need to do that. And so that's what ended up happening. So I, I tell you that story because you, you, you just have to have faith. You have to have trust and you have to do it. If, if there's, if you don't do it, if there's no time where you've made that choice that when I, when I have a decision to make that I go to prayer and ask for God's uh, uh, guidance and you don't do that, you'll never have the practice, number one, because it is one of those things that you have to do in order to hear his voice as opposed to your voice. And that's hard. I, that's always been, I think, one of the most difficult things. And I think most often the reason why is because it was always me. And I would, I, I always, you know, uh, God, I really want this new trailer and boat combo. Uh, tell me, tell me, oh yes, you want me to have it too. Okay. And then you go out and buy it. And there was no, there was no still quiet voice. There was no, um, there was nothing godly about it. Um, obviously that, that's not spiritual. There's nothing um, that you can look back on and say, gosh, that, you know, that was really, that was really uh, from God. 
No, because what did you do the first thing that you went out? You went uh, and filled the refrigerator and the ice chest with beer and you got your buddies together and you went and did something stupid. So obviously that's not from God. So there's this practice that has to come with prayer. There's this practice that has to come with listening. And then there has to be the, um, the, the plan of following God's plan. And really, really important that you do that. So I hope that was a, a, at least an interesting story. And uh, it's so funny that Hedia walked in at the very time I was getting ready to tell that story. But it's on my notes, and I was not going to not follow my notes because that's, that's what was given to me before I left, before we started. All right, my friends. So again, one more time, I'm just going to share with you this book. It's a great book, and it's great for men. It's called Man to Man or M to M. I'm not sure why. Or M to M. Man to Man or M to M. I'm not sure what the true title is, as a matter of fact. But it's probably man to man. It's by Lieutenant Retired uh, Lieutenant General Retired William Boykin. Again, he is the uh, founding member of the Delta Force, and he was in charge of the incident in um, Mogadishu, um, uh, which is otherwise known as uh, Black Hawk Down. And you're going to want to read that book because he he, he um, really is a, a great man of God who has some really amazing stories that will guide you uh, in your life. If, um, and if you, um, you know, think that your life, you know, I'm, I'm not in the military, I'm not a police, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, this, this book is for everybody, but it just shows you that regardless of how difficult your life is or how difficult the circumstances, you can still maintain a, a strong relationship with God in spite of what it is you see and, and are possibly confronted with in life that, um, I think the general, uh, shares some pretty amazing stories and yet he, he is an amazing man of God. All right. So get that book and, um, and then make sure and subscribe to the podcast. You can find the podcast. If you're watching this live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or rumble, um, you can also follow the podcast and I would love it if you would go into iHeartRadio uh, and locate the podcast and follow it there for the time being. That's where it lives right now. It also is on Spotify and some of the others, but um, I try to direct people to one place so that we can build the subscribers in one location. And then from there, uh, we will begin to grow it out in other locations. All right, my friends, love you guys. God bless and uh, make sure and share this with anybody you think that needs to hear from God today. All right, take care. Talk to you later. Bye.